shouldn't be proud of. Like in a, like in a, like not in a, not in a. I mean, that's tombstone level stuff, dude. (laughs) I mean it. That is tombstone level. That is on. Should I call them? I mean, that's, I'd start thinking about it. Yeah. If you have a short list. Call the memorial place Put that one on there. Yeah, okay. You have a short list on no, that? No, I don't have anything. No? I'm not going to have a tombstone. Terrified of life every year, increasingly so, is another phrase I might put on your tombstone. I'm not going to have a tombstone. You're getting wanna... cremated. Well, So we're putting all this on your urn. I don't even want an urn. Do you, wanna, you know what I want? Uh, a Pringles tube <laughs> is my guess. No, I don't want there to be a trace of me left at all. I want to be disintegrated. You want to be I wanna powdered be peanut butter. Not even powder. Just gone. Just I don't want there to be a trace. Like I was never here. Just like like a laser beam disintegrates my entire life force and I become energy. It's nice to be you know so I mean? close no, to your goals. No, <laughs> It's like you're not even here to me right now. No matter left. Just, you know, just energy. Not even like a blob of goo. That's what, you're, that's what you're looking forward to. You're anticipating well, this? No, you're, no. I would like that. Like after I die... I hope that the technology exists in the future that no. that could happen. Listen to me. Listen to me now. Or to be taxed. Listen to me now. You came this morning. You came from your house to my house. Yeah. You did that in a car. Yes, I did. You took a trip in a car. Uh-huh. You're taking a trip in a meat suit. Yep. Something's going to happen to that meat suit. Yeah. The fact that you don't care what happens to it is irrelevant. Honestly, you're going to be the thing you're asking to be. You're going to be a selfless energy. There is no stopping that train. That's not a request. Yeah, but my body will still be like someone's going to have to deal with my so body. So what are you? Yes, somebody is going to have to deal with your body. Yeah. So I want it, but to, it won't be. But it won't even be something you recall as body. No, I won't recall it. But I don't want my family to whoever that may be, you know, or friends to have to deal with like, oh, so geez, you're, okay. What are my we going to do with his remains? My apologies. I misunderstood. I'm on performance debilitating drugs. You. Oh. <laughs> Are suggesting I'm saying after I die. that you want to eradicate the remains of your meat suit? Yes, for the benefit of your loved ones. Yes, whoever has to deal with well, it. Well, that's after. both really dumb and and nice. <laughs> well, that I, describes me pretty well. Uh, yeah, I, think. <laughs> I guess it does. What do you fucking care? Well, you know how when he says, "Why are you going to the restaurant?" Remember? Why are you going to the? Re- and, what are you, what do you fucking care? That's my question Aren't for you. Aren't you going out? Aren't you going out? <laughs> I'm going to the rest. What do you fucking care? They stole the leaves. I've been doing that for <laughs> 25 years, buddy. This is where I'm at in my life. Well, what would you like to have happen with your remains when you're gone? Oh, I mean, cremation is kind of what I've always banked on. Okay. Yeah, as an idea. You're saying as that's not idea. even enough. No, I like to go further. In a box? No, I don't want to be in a box. That could be shelved, old. thrown out, given to charity. For yeah. whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of ash charities out there who want cremated remains of people. I'm saying, I, you know, if I, I could sell your remains on, on the black market or something. On eBay. <laughs> so what are you saying? What are you saying? Well, I'm saying I want to be disintegrated and have nothing left of me. But that's not an option. Not today. But oh, uh, you, hey, someday. I'm in innovation. I know that there's <laughs> that there are things that could happen in the future that aren't yeah. being. As done long right as now. everyone else isn't on board with it, you're gonna love it. <laughs> I, or, I, or I would do the tree. Do you know about the tree urn thing? There's like an urn. They put your ashes in this, uh, in this urn. Yeah, that and you, you bury. can grow into a tree. Yeah, yeah, you bur- yeah, there's seeds in it or something. They, yeah, you bury your tree's going to encumber some property line and be all weird. 
I, you can't do that. You can't leave that for someone to deal with. I can't leave no, that can't. for someone else to deal with. Ah, well done. See? <laughs> Your tree's going to be clever, though. Yeah. It'll it's going to be one clever fucking tree. It'll be full of puns. <laughs> That's right. They'll put like one of those spigots into it to get sap out and just puns will come Wait, out. Wait, did you say what? What are they putting into it? Spigot. Okay. What's wrong with that's not That's not how it sounded at all. You said they put one of them bigots up to it. That's what <laughs> I, I heard. That's spigot. Well, I'm glad you did. I mean, you could put a bigot up to it, too. I don't know if they would. Not going to get you anything. I wouldn't like the not tree gonna, at all. Not gonna like, really, you're not going to be able to tap anything out of that tree with a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'd like to see you try. I would, too. Because fuck a bigot. That's right. Fuck him right in his bigot face. <laughs> This is the Glengarry Glen Ross Minute you've been listening to. <laughs> shudder, shudder, shudder. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're happy to be here. This is Minute 19. Yeah. Episode 19. Uh-huh. We're syncing those up. We were thinking ahead on that. <laughs> it's amazing how they match I up. I know, right? It? It's crazy. We were smart. Um, this is, I, I feel like I'm doing a, dis, a disservice to Mammoth. This is a phenomenal... It, continuing from the last minute, this is a great minute. The, yeah. I mean, the dialogue here is some of the best in the film. It's crackling. Well, <laughs> the whole, the Moss and Arano dialogue is crackling. Uh-huh. Well, you don't like crackling? Well, you stopped me in my tracks I'm with sorry. crackling. No, that's fine. You're good. Crackling, it's good. It's good. I'm just saying, I was taken aback. Go I'm ahead. with you now. I'm back in. Run, run with it. Some Go of this dialogue it. is the finest we'll see in the film. I think this Moss Arano stuff, I remember studying this, reading it myself, give uh-huh. it like reading it out loud by myself in a room, like giving the two voices differences so that I could hear myself do it. Like it, it's amazing. It's just an amazing scene. It means a lot to me. It's good. And it's, it, it's in a way, and this is, takes me back to something we talked about a long time ago, which is like, why, what is this perverse enjoyment you and I get out of this movie? Right. These little these scenes, it's bantery. Yeah, this banter that we get between Moss and Arano is enjoyable. It, like it, on yeah. some level, like it's they're complaining, they're whining, they're like yes. you know they're bitching about their job. Yep. But it's so much fun just the way it's been, that, and that's crafted. what it is. And that's and this is this to me feels like it feels Tarantino esque in reverse. Do you know what I mean by that? Like say it. I that's what I'm saying. I've, I've said it. <laughs> What do you what do you mean say? Elaborate. Are you saying speak it like amen, brother? Like are you in agreement? <laughs> what do you mean French. say it? Hallelujah. What? But that's not what, what were you saying? No, t- explain it to me. Say it. Explain it <laughs> to me. Now. I'm telling you. Okay, tell you me. You have this interplay, yes. right? You think of you think of uh, Travolta and Jackson in the car on the way to the to the murder, yes, right? We're the opening about the, scene of Pulp Fiction. Talking about the Big Mac. I think about I think about that being born of Moss and Arano in the car somehow. I yeah. really do. I, it feels like the same thing to me. It's very similar. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and Tarantino does a different, S- a say different it. thing. <laughs> that's me being encouraging. <laughs> A different thing to me, which is like he takes a lot of his little jags that he does like that are deal with pop culture, like that one. Uh-huh. Talking about what it's like Big to Max order a McDonald's yeah, in yeah, France. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And like in there's it's another, perfect, right? There's another movie where they're in the car. Uh, I can't remember what movie it is, but where there's a whole bunch of people in the car and they're, and they're talking about. Um, it's got to be Reservoir Dogs. No, it's not. Actually. Oh, okay. It's 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 the one. I don't remember what this what this was called, but it's like the Pulp House one or whatever that was called, where they were 
the the woman had the machine gun oh, stuck yeah, out of her leg. Yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. I didn't. I watched that one time through. Yeah, I didn't make it through that. It wasn't deference good, but, to Quentin, but but there was a scene where they're driving in the car. It's, uh-huh. it's the scene in which I guess she gets injured and loses her loses leg. her leg, so she can get a weapon put in there. Exactly. <laughs> and they're in the car and they're listening to the radio, and it's like seventies radio, which is a lot like Reservoir Dogs, uh-huh. where the the, the the song comes on and they're talking all about the song and the artist that sings it and all this kind of stuff. And it's a, a similar thing where there's just this kooky dialogue about some little pop culture thing yeah. from like his childhood. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, it's really fun. There's there's a scene in um, in Reservoir Dogs, since I brought it up, around the breakfast table where they talk about Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dick and the tipping. That whole scene and that be, the being shot the way it was shot and the way, and the way they reacted to each other. There was sort of more people than Mammoth usually employed, but it also felt like a very Mammoth-esque scene to me. I don't know. There's some. There's something very Venn diagrammy overlappy about those two in my mind. And yeah. I and this scene, now that we've gotten to it in the film, really feels like, you know, it really feels like it could, it could have been either one of them. Really. Right. And later on, they do. These two guys go to the coffee shop and sit there. They got to have more of this kind of dialogue. <laughs> yeah. You know where they're, yeah. they're just it's all just day. Rapid I want fire, guys in back cars. and forth. Bantering. I want guys in coffee shops bantering. Let's make that happen. Now, this uh, is like the second little scene. Now, the second minute we've seen of the of this scene where Moss and Arano are together out going out. Yeah, to get a sit or to do a sit or George whatever. George is opening up a little bit. Yeah, and Moss. Dave is venting. Dave, Moss is venting. Now, the one thing I wanted to, I want to kind of look at since we're, we're we're diving so deep on all these things is what are the tactics that Moss uses throughout this whole scene right. to convince George to steal the leads. Because right. that's what this whole scene is about. He's yeah, trying yeah. to convince George to steal the leads. Yep. So if you were an actor and you were like breaking down the lines, you're playing Moss, let's say, you're, you're trying to find the motivation behind all these words he's saying. Right. What, what are the different... Ta- and I think he does use a, a few different tactics to try to convince him. All right. And I think this scene is like the the first one. It's your time to shine, baby. <laughs> Tell me. About and I don't it. know. I don't know what they are. That's right. why I want to watch these scenes oh, okay. together. I see. And and pull them out, you and I together. And we haven't actually watched it yet. So we haven't we watched the minute yet. No, we've just been right, having well, so I much guess fun. Let's watch it, looking for tactics. Let's yeah, because <laughs> that sounds like fun. Tactics. Let's analyze this. The tactics in terms of tactics. Because tactics are. Good to Start analyze. Oh, are you going to handle that? Thank you. I can push the button. No, I'd love you to. Boom. I'd love you to handle that. <laughs> so that is, see, to me, yeah. that's Vincent and Jules. <laughs> that is Big Mac conversation. And I don't mean to tie too tight a bow on this. I'm just saying there's a correlation. I And it feels right to me. It yeah. feels good. No, I think you've got, you're got onto something. Yeah, there, okay. For sure. All right. So at the top of the minute, top, lay it on us. They baby. come out of the office in the pouring rain. Yeah, and they're going to get in Moss's car and drive off to. <laughs> they certainly are. Do whatever. Yeah. We don't really know where they're going nope. or what they're doing, nope. but, because we don't write exposition. <laughs> so, and and the this conversation is continuing from the break room. Yes, and uh, I guess when they first come out, it's Arano. Yeah, Arano says, life, I swear to God, you know, you you work all your life, <laughs> which is really, as we were talking about this in the last episode, like that is his whole life. <laughs> I swear to God, you yeah, work you, all your life. It, it is certainly a thread running through Arano. And then you die, and then someone disintegrates you. Oh, come on. Hopefully. Now, now That's see, how it works. Now, see. I'm just reincorporating. It's not an option. It's reincorporating. It, it's a, you can pick A or B. 
You're leaving your family with nothing if you don't prepare for this. No, well, I'm going to give them options. Like, if, yeah, sure, it'll, you know, they'll you know. You might not have time to give them options. When, when you, you could die today. <laughs> I was going to say, do you know something? There's <laughs> <laughs> something you're not telling if me? If you did know, would you want me to tell you? Hell no. Then I was, yeah. You would. I think so. Because I would. You I would, would want me to say, you're going to die today. I would schedule a skydiving appointment immediately, <laughs> number one. Because why not? Well, There's no risk. We can get my extension ladder up and get up on the roof if you <laughs> That's something we could do. <laughs> That's some, if it's a bucket list situation. <laughs> do you ha- are you a, a professional in skydiving? This ladder thing sounds kind of amateur. Certainly not, but I would do that with you. If that's, Jump off if your you roof were, If you were dying... <laughs> You, yeah, yeah, Dyer's choice. <laughs> you can have me do either one with you. I do want to do that though, and I've been meaning to do it for years, and I just you've haven't. been so meaning it's like one to of those things. Dive. Yeah, it's, my wife promised me for my birthday like two years ago, skydiving, and I'm really painting a bleak picture of your marriage <laughs> as we get on in these episodes. <clears throat> no, you have not solid. been paid off we're on solid. that promise. No, why? Because. Do you think? Just circumstances. There's no blame. Is she scared to get you up in a plane because of your lack of confidence? No. (laughs) I I can see you Wallace Shawning at 30,000 feet refusing (laughs) to jump out of that plane. Well, you have no choice. If you go, if you do tandem, you kind of have no choice. Because you're strapped to a guy. You're strapped to some guy and he's going to jump and you're done. Yeah. So, which is good because that's how it should be. So you'd want to go with, you'd want to be a papoost. Yeah. I'd want to be strapped in on some big guy. And so that my feet don't touch the floor. I gotta isolate that sentence. So, so that my feet don't touch the floor. So he can jump out for he me. He can just jump. He can do everything for yeah, you. I don't have to do a thing. Yeah, I'm just along for the ride. Giving up complete control yeah. to that gentleman. Yes. Well, that's why I want a professional, not some guy who's so going to put a ladder You up don't want to jump out of an airplane. You want the feeling of being thrown out of an airplane against your will. That's right. And maybe after that, I'd want to jump. Because in the moment, you know you'd be like, no, please don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. Exactly. Don't jump. Don't And then, boom. Of course. And then you're papoose to a big gentleman. Yeah, and then he takes care of it for me. He's <laughs> like, I have people for that. You know, I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> this, is, this is Raul. He's going to take care of my jumping out of an airplane situation. Whoa. For me, so I don't I was not to. ready for Raul, I got to tell you. Why? I, well, <laughs> I don't know. It seems more of a sexual fantasy than it does a sky <laughs> skydiving. Now, see, you're taking guy. it in that no, direction. No, I don't think that's that I not am. me. I think you did that. No, I, just because of Raul. You've been saying things like being manhandled by a gentleman. I never said manhandled. <laughs> I never, re, rewind the tape. I never ever said manhandled. I said strapped to a large man. No, but you had a twinkle in your eye when I said it. <laughs> that's true. Do you, would you have any wish to go skydiving? Would you I've, ever, I've always been? wanted to go. And you've never done it? I, and I don't have any issues with it. I think it'd be great. Do you want to go? Maybe you and I could go instead. Of, sure, you know, we could. My, yeah. my wife's problem is, and the reason she hasn't like you know actively pursued it, is she doesn't she want seems to... seems like an adventurous lady. She's pretty adventurous, but she doesn't like to see me do dangerous things. Right? So like, if I'm going on... If I'm going skydiving, she doesn't want to be there because she would be scared to... That, that she's going to watch me die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's her fear. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, I'm going to do something crazy and she's going to watch me die it's while a, doing but it. But it's not crazy. It's a pretty exacting sort of rigging-based science. Yeah, it's it's a, her, not... her fear is a little rational, for sure. And she well, would Well, and it's pro- probably because she doesn't, you know, you have to be really familiar with how a thing works to be less afraid of it. That's That's right. been my experience. Like immigrants. 
right? You know what I'm talking about? Why, why are you doing this to you me, know, Bill? I think Raul why brought it up to me. Why are you doing this at all? <laughs> Raul kind of got me started thinking about okay. immigration. Yeah. But um, but you're just going to leave that there like a little like a little present for everyone? Yeah. Think about immigration in the middle of our comedy podcast. Yeah, they can think about it and make their own decision how they feel about well, it. Well, I'm sure they needed a reminder. <laughs> Because you can't get that anywhere else. That's true. You're absolutely right. Be mindful of your immigrant friends, people. In case you were wondering. Um, so, yeah. Life. <laughs> yeah, you what else is it? Go ahead. Life. Go ahead. And then, so, yeah. and, then, and then he goes on back to Roma again. Yeah. Fellas, Roma's so gifted. So gi- Roma's so on. <laughs> so on. Kiss my ass, gifted. <laughs> That's one of my favorite mammoth things. Roma, Roma so on. So on. Yeah. That's I would highlight that as a big one for me. And I read something recently that that was about mammoth dialogue, where the person said that mammoth uses like he'll he'll purposely write the wrong word in a line uh-huh. to indicate the the internal you know strife of the character. Do you have an example of this? It, well, in this movie, for example, go ahead. There, there is, I believe, a, a spot where someone says or so on instead of and so on. And that was the example that was quoted uh-huh. online okay. somewhere. All right. Which is supposed to indicate to us that, you know, this person is really emotionally jazzed up or scared okay. or whatever. I can't say right I've now. ever caught that. No, I haven't either. Right. But that was the idea is that he'll he'll take like a figure of speech and put the wrong word in hmm. it on purpose uh, to, it to give us an idea of the seems like something monologue. he would do for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Um, I can't think of an example, but we should be on the lookout for that. I don't. Childish, I think, is another example. It's, it was such a surprising. But that's not word. like exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's not. You're right. Yeah. It's not like a figure of speech. That I think he use. does a bunch. The childish thing. I think there's more examples of that coming. Yeah. Um, but I, the other thing, I can't put, put a finger on a on a, a specific incident. But we should be on the lookout for that because right. it does seem mammity. It is. Yeah, yeah, it does very much so. So they get in the car, and mm-hmm. they they keep going basically on the same thing but now, now once they get in the car sort of moss takes over and starts to guide the conversation yeah. into one direction or other yeah the whole beat a dead horse moment right? yeah, yeah, yeah 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 which is yeah. great i yeah. mean no it's the best um well, i have the script here so yeah can, read please look at give us some moss um oh hold on all this garbage sell ten thousand, and you lose a cadillac you lose and we're gonna fire your ass it's no it, it's medieval it is. It's wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And you know whose fault it is? Uh, who? You know who it is. It's Mitch and Murray. Because it don't have to be this way. No. Yes. And that, I mean, you could get through this scene as as Aaron by saying, no, I know, and yes, yeah, and over no. And over, yeah. over and over again. And that little bit, I love that when he does the, he does the you know, the, you can't whip a dead horse thing. Right. And then he goes to this yes, yes, who thing. Right. It's like, right. Um, it doesn't have to be this way. Yes, it's wrong. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you know whose fault it is. And then the line reading by Arkin, I think, is brilliant here. Yeah. Because he says who. As always. Exactly the same way he said yes, both of the previous times. Who. Which really puts like a punctuation it does, mark yeah, on yeah. it. It's supposed to go, who? You know, yeah, like yeah, he, sure. He's just like going along with him now. He's yeah, just, but he's like, in a, like you've been in that conversation in that rhythm. rhythm where yeah. you just keep, you keep the same fucking static going because yes. you're a baseline at that yes. point. Who? Yeah. You've been <laughs> in this podcast. You've been that guy. I have too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're just playing, you're playing bass in the background while that guy solos. Exactly. Just uh-huh. putting in your little notes yep. every once in a while. Yup. Yup. Fill in. Right. <laughs> Word. 
Say it. That was a terrible one, by the way. Oh, say it. Come on. Say it. And nobody knows what you mean by say it. Well, you didn't. And that's really all that matters. I don't think anybody would. <laughs> my brother. I think how my ball was, was, was hip. Was and then, happening. <laughs> and then they go into Moscow's into now the starts talking about Jerry Graff. He's got that thing with the nurses. Like that list with the nurses. You see? Now that's you see? Thinking. Now that's thinking. I love that. Mamet also has a thing where he, you know, any, any sort of great writer has a, has a signature thing. And we've been pointing them out. And I think one of them is this, where he'll be talking about a thing. And it'll be a specific thing in the writer's mind, but he'll just call it the thing. And then people will say, like, he'll just... Like that list with the nurses. He doesn't have to explain what that is in any way. He doesn't feel obligated to sort of go into that. Nobody asks, what do you mean by that? Right. It's just a list with the nurses. This is like the anti-exposition thing we were talking about. Because <laughs> right. this is a, a point of exposition. That Jerry Graff, yeah. an off-stage character we never see, yep. has this list of nurses. And, and we hear more about it later. Yes. Um, but here he just kind of tink, puts yeah. out a little, a little feeler. There's a real fine moment in American Buffalo where Teach is sort of walking around the junk shop and he, and he looks in, the, in a trophy case and we don't see what he's looking at, obviously, in the play we didn't. He just gestures towards the thing and he says, hey, these are great. Are these from the thing? And, they, and, and uh, uh, Bobby? Bobby says, yeah, they are. We got, I got a lot of that stuff from 1939, so on. And if you do a little research, you know that he's talking about items from the II. world from the from World War II and the World's Fair that also happened. Ah, uh, okay. That's where my research got me. But it's it's great that he never points that out. It was are these from the thing? Right, right. Yeah, they're from the fucking thing. I love that as a device. I love being able to use it now that he showed he sort of opened the door on that thing. It's great. You can create like great drama. And I think this sort of list with the nurses is a thing. Like, oh, he so he's got just like a, a kind of way to He's got something real valuable. He's got that list with the nurses. He made that work. What is it? I don't know. Right. We don't know. I mean, nobody yeah. knows what that is. Apparently, a bunch of nurses that are on a list. with the nurses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, think, I just think that's, it's great. And we, but we figure it out yeah, on our yeah. own. Like, we hear more about it later. But yeah. we, do, we do figure it out from yeah. what Moss says right. about what that list is. And it's, we, we realize it's a bunch of leads. That's right. Of nurses, it's like for some the Glengarry leads. Yeah, they're very valuable leads. Right. Yeah, more valuable than I guess the blue leads for whatever Which reason. Are dreadful. Those are just <laughs> the absolute worst. You don't want to get handed one of those. They're old. They're ancient. Money in a mattress. Nobody can close them. Hua. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> so Jerry Graff. I don't know if we talked about this, but Jerry Graff. Oh, is Jerry a real Graff person. is featured high. Yes, you. Yes, you told me that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and he's in most of Mammoth's movies. Yes, uh, he makes yes. a little cameo yes. appearance. Turns out I've seen Jerry Graff most of my life. You have. I just, you didn't, just know. didn't know that was him. I didn't know that was Jerry Graff. Shout out Jerry Graff. Yeah, shout out to Jerry. It's to the, great. If we you. could get him on the show, that'd be great. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's been in all these movies, and he's like, uh, he's just kind of a, a minor. He has a line maybe in one or two of them or something. Yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. moment in State and Maine where they. They're going to arrest Alec Baldwin for raping the little girl or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they open the door to the wrong room. And there's Jerry Graff standing there with like a, a ducky life in his <laughs> underwear, like with a ducky life preserver around his waist, smoking a cigar or something. Jerry Graff. And he just looks at them and like, oh, sorry, wrong room. You know, Jerry and they close Graff. the door and he just go on. Ladies just, and gentlemen, there he is. Jerry Graff. Just, just Let's there. hear it for him. <laughs> Woo! And he's in the Spanish prisoner. He's yeah, one yeah. of like the guys behind the scene figure trying to steal the 
thing from him or whatever. <laughs> he's one of the older guys in the smoky boardroom or whatever, you know. Um, he's in all of them. He just shows up. You see him. And he's got a very distinctive look, so you can't miss him. Yeah, you know him, him once you see him once. You, yeah. you can pick him out again, for sure. And in this, he's that guy who's the thing across the street. <clears throat> yeah. Very much like... Isn't um, that great? Isn't that great? Like, what, like, as a writer myself, I've sort of... I've always used my friends' names as a guy off stage that I'm talking about, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, that's just a fun thing to do. It's a nice little shout-out. It's a nice little, like, attaboy. <laughs> I, I remember you. I miss you. I love you. That kind of thing. He was just he was just saying hey to Jerry Graff from the stage. That's right, exactly. Nice. That's, and then he got him a bunch of gigs later, but yeah, that's yeah. cool. And I saw something recently about... Uh, where Mamet was talking about making House of Games. Uh-huh. And it was like his first like big movie. You know, he did Homicide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before, I think. And then he did House of Games. But this one was more more of a big deal. So he uh they asked him why he cast all these guys from the American theater company, right? So like Mantegna was in it and William H. Right, Casey, right, his right, wife, right, Lindsay Krause. His boys. Ricky J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Jerry Graff appears in that too, I believe. And they asked him like, well, why? he's in the poker playing scene at the beginning where they're sitting in the poker room at the yeah, house yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he asked him, well, why did, you, why did you have all your friends play these parts in the poker game? He was like, this is my first movie. This is the first time I ever directed anything. I wanted to have like a supportive environment. So I just invited all my friends to come and sit and play poker yeah, yeah. while I shot the movie. Yeah. So what? very smart. The doy. I want to smack that guy in the fucking head. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I want all my friends here playing poker well, in guess, my movie? I think he meant the friends who weren't like professional actors. Who like, cares? Like Jerry Graff. For you're, in a, you're playing poker. <laughs> Hey, I know some guys that can play poker, and it'd be fun for me to have them around. <laughs> Dumbass question. No wonder these guys get sick of answering questions over yeah, the years. Because right? they've answered that a hundred times. That's a shame. It is. But there you have it. Well, I mean, but it, but nice tidbit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, let me, sh- let me clean off the shitting all over that I just did. Uh, nice I, that's idiotic nice. tidbit. <laughs> I just hate the question. You didn't yeah. ask the question. No. You would never. And ask I may have gotten that. it wrong, but you would never ask him that question. No, but maybe I. Maybe I don't know. You're maybe saying I, no one actually exists that's that stupid that would ask that question. Possibly, I may have just been. You know, I'm. I'm talking here. I'm talking here. I don't know. What hey, I'm we're talking just about. talking. Are you? Just, are you actually talking about this? Speaking about this. Are we doing this? Are we, are we, talk, are we talking as, about this as an idea? That's funny. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Mammoth's language as action. Uh-huh. That's that's. That's the crux of Mamet in in his in the landscape of American theater is he made language action, right? And and he points it out over and over again by things like, are we are we speaking about this? Or are we talking about? Are you talking? About, are you actually talking about this? Or are you just and, speaking about it? And the and the difference, you know, giving different meanings to the same to synonyms, basically. So yes, speaking and talking are pretty much synonyms, right? In a way, <laughs> yeah. But he gives each one a different, but you know, yeah, a different meaning, yes. in the context of yeah. that discussion, which is coming up in a minute later on. Yes, but it's a great minute. It's one of my favorite exchanges in the whole movie. Yes, and um, I think in um, something I read early on, there was a language, language is action. Dave points out, I think it's one of his essays, how ha- we as kids did this, especially in the Northeast. When when we were talking about language, we would even say, and then he went, "Nah, bitch," like or whatever, <laughs> right? He went, and then he goes, "Right, you would you call me?" You know, like all so, of these are action words went, to go and, and to go. went. These are all action words, but we use them to describe our language. Right. So we we often are sort of like you know language as action more than action. 
and you know God in the Bible speaks the world into existence. You know, I hate, I hate you so much. Why? <laughs> Was that where you were going next? <laughs> I was thinking about it. Were I you really? making a parallel like that? Oh, okay. Well, I didn't mean to jump. All no, over it's okay. Go thing. ahead. Go ahead. But that's you know in in Genesis. It's you in, know, so you're saying it's innate. Yeah, it's that, sort that of an innate human quality to feel, well, or like, at least it's been around. The idea, the idea of, has been around for has been yeah, around for a long time since at least those assholes that wrote the Bible. Exactly, because yeah. God, God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Right. So He speaks the world, speaks into the existence. world into action. Yeah. Yeah. Language is action. I think it's more, I think it's more of an action than anybody gives it credit for. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> to to go things and to have went things and to mean language and yeah. I got to read you this quote corner. Oh, you got a quote corner? Well, it's kind of like what we've been talking about, and it's on this topic. Wait, so. let, let me play the jingle. <laughs> no, I don't You're, have you're just fucking with me. <laughs> I fucking... Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Well, who knows? You know I want a jingle. I, I'm going to give you You know a you don't have a jingle. Why would you do that? But I'm going to give you a jingle. Not today, not right now, but eventually, soon. Maybe not today. Soon and for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm going to give you a That's jingle. That's kind of what I'm afraid of. <laughs> like an anchor, this guy. <laughs> All right, quote corner me. I'm going to quote corner. I actually have two quote corners for you. Okay. And some of it is around what we are just talking about. Great. So this first one is a quote from um, Anne Dean, who wrote David Mamet, Language as Dramatic Action, hmm. which is what we were just talking Sounds about. Good. Yeah, I remember reading this way back in the day. Um, but this quote I thought was interesting based on our previous conversations. Quote, However, American Buffalo is a play that is essentially concerned with language rather than deed, and Mamet advances the action entirely through this medium of language. Because of this concentration of power of language as opposed to overt action, critics often denounce Mamet's work as tedious and static. His plays are often criticized for their stasis or lack of plot. Unquote. Huh. That's Anne Dean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I had... I think I had read this, and I think that's what I was referring to in that other episode where we were talking about Mammoth being criticized for lack of action. Yeah, I wish I knew which plays <laughs> specifically she was talking about. I think about she's that talking a about lack of plot. Uh, well, because I, I, the ones that I like have plenty of plot. Well, what, ones what, I don't like have no plot. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That's the difference. I do, I do. But just know that there's a bunch of criticism about Mammoth stuff not being. Full of plot. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because, and I think Andine arrives at this too, it's because the language is the action. People, the poetry is the action. It's why he doesn't want his actors to do much. It's, why, it's because the language is his action. Right. A- everything that moves or feels like it's a, like arresting to you is in the language. It's not in the story or the plot line. So I think that's important to note, especially as we sort of, I mean, this, I don't know that this conversation does much, but sort of obfuscate the truth, this conversation between Moss and, and Arano here in the car, but it is action. It's just language is action. Right. Well, the action here is Moss, you know, trying to convince George to steal the leads. This that this is the beginning of that whole that but that's the big action this whole scene right. which in the play is like the second scene but it's the, language it's not action it's two guys talking right but he's but but 
he is doing something. Moss is doing something. He's doing something. I didn't say he wasn't doing anything. There's no. There's nothing going on. Right. They're they're just. They could be doing anything. They could be washing the car. They could, <laughs> they could be, driving be laying the car. in tanning beds. They could be, they could be laying in tanning beds. There's no action. Anything. It's right. all language. So if you but in at, the language is the action. So if you looked at a script of this in the play, you know, at the beginning it says. They're sitting in a Chinese restaurant booth. <laughs> and right. There are no more stage directions. Right. You know, it's just all, they don't say like, he passes George yeah. the sushi. You know, that yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. happen. It's just all dialogue That's from right. them until the end of the scene. And this is the crux of everything that I try to write is that it, it doesn't seem like anything is happening, but the, the action is in the language. Right. And this is another, and this is why I'm curious about the tactics. Go the, on. The tactics. The tactics. Because again, this is an, it's not as far up as the Roma scene so you know I, I talked about the mm-hmm. Roma scene being like he starts out selling Link from 80,000 feet above you know he's looking at Roma is looking at this thing yes. from way way yes. way way yes. way far he out he sees it yes he's like on the moon yes looking down he a, and yes. he's got a wide view of the world uh-huh. so he, he's and then he starts slowly narrows down until he finally gets down so he goes from every railway car smells vaguely like shit and all train compartments Smell vaguely of shit. Thank you. And then... It gets so you don't mind. <laughs> and then... then and t- that is the worst thing that I can confess. And goes from that, amazingly, to... Now listen to what I'm going to tell you now. Which is when he's talking about the land. Uh-huh. Like he, it's, it's, it's like how he gets from A to B. No, it's all there, though. I know it is, but it's amazing, right? That's what I'm saying. No, it's, it's impressive. Yeah, and this sure. scene is the same thing. Like right now, he's starting at A, which is... Uh, Mitch and Murray are mean to us and they're, what they're doing is wrong. Right. And eventually he's going to get to, you know what we should do? You know Somebody what should someone should do. Someone That's should, what some, he said. Right, you know what someone, you know what someone should, should do? What? Someone should, someone should hurt them. Someone should hurt them. Hurt them? Someone hurt should them hurt where, them. They should, where they live. Someone should, someone should, <laughs> what? Someone should. He does, someone he should rob the office. saying that. Someone should. Right. You know what someone should do? Right. Someone should, someone should. Right. <laughs> someone should rob the office? And slowly George realizes. Right, Exactly. Yeah, make it look like a ro- break in there. Make it look like a robbery. We what take the Glengarry Lee. <laughs> so what I'm in- curious about? Get excited about it. So what I'm curious about is how we get from, uh, you know, from the the beginning of this where we are now, where he's talking about the the bullshit leads, and they can't you can't whip a dead horse. Yeah. To and we take the Glengarry Lee. Yeah, he gets there. He does. He does. And even yeah. beyond that, he, he gets because at that point. George just thinks this is a lark and it's kind of funny. You know, like no one would actually ever do that. But another scene later, George is like, uh-oh, you are want you me actually to actually ta- are you talking do about that? this? Right, exactly. Are you just speaking about it? Are you actually talking about this? Are you just speaking about it? Are you just speaking about it? Just speaking about it as an Speaking idea. about it like gentlemen, right? Like that's what yeah. speaking about it means. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Are we just speaking about it? Like, talking about like, it is like two Conceptually guys talking. is speaking <laughs> about it, but talking about it is like, are you actually going to do this? Is that well, talking is like, we were talking about it. Is this, or is talking just two guys, you know, mansplaining things to each other Ugh. meaninglessly? But speaking is like, <laughs> spe- it's higher than talking. We're it's true, man. About it. It's so true. And we just, I just had a thought because we have Stallone cast as Aaron. As Aaron How good is that? And he would be like, Are you actually talking about this? <laughs> are you speaking about it? <laughs> Why are you doing this to me, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a moss yet, do we? Or do we? Do we? No, remember. we don't have a moss yet. Yeah. We're, we're, we're reserving the. the <laughs> I mean, it's gotta be. It might damn people. well just have to be Ed Harris. Like, who else? Could, <laughs> who else would could play it? 
Well, you brought up earlier, you brought up Samuel L. Jackson. I would well, enjoy Well, no, we already Sam. have Sam Jackson oh, cast as Blake. Oh. This is the third time I'm telling you this on the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't have the cast list in front of me. You also don't have much of a fucking memory. Well, we knew that. <laughs> I mean, but it's just in my face now. <laughs> this is the third Sam Jackson is playing Blake uh, that I've sat here in on a microphone and told you. Thank you <laughs> for those three times. All right, so else to say. do you want me? Do you want me to catch you up on the cast? We don't have please, much going on right catch now. Me up on the, I know Rob Morrow. I think was the last. Arano Stallone. Arano Stallone. Why? Why do you lose me, Dave? <laughs> I mean, come on. Can I? Uh, it's a good Stallone. It's a. It's a great. That's the perfect character we have so far. I think that one's really good. Because I could even do without. Sam Jackson is Blake, which I think is also pretty good. It's good. Yeah. It's a little expected. Put that coffee down. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. It's a little expected. It's almost like. It's almost it's a little like too a guy, on the nose. A guy nose. who yells at people playing yeah. a guy who yells at people. <laughs> it's a little bit on the nose. Exactly. So we may want to rethink that. But I still. It is on the nose. Right. Yeah. I think, that's what, I think that's what nose. I don't like about it. Yeah. And yeah. It, it would be the same for Moss. So that doesn't really work either. You know? Yeah. So. Right. Right, Sam Jackson. I mean, he, he Sam yells. Sam Jackson, you mean? Yeah, Sam. I mean, Sam Jackson yells at people on credit card commercials. <laughs> I mean, that's his. I, what is he, that's his thing, you what, know. What? What does he care? What's in my wallet? <laughs> Why is he asking like that? Jeez. Uh, so, and then we have, and then we have, <laughs> we have our swing, Mark Clint Baker. <laughs> As Balin right now. Okay. Because we don't have a good Balin, another Balin. No. It's a small role, but And then the only other ones I have are Mitch and Murray. And who are they? Well, I took mine because I I thought they were better than yours. (laughs) Wallace Shawn and and Phil Jackson. Jackson, You went like legit world. You went. Yeah. Well, I was basically, I think. And they don't have voices, so it doesn't matter. Those two. Jonathan Katz does, but I was just basically. No, no. I didn't mean. I mean Mitch and Murray. Oh, the characters. (laughs) Completely off-stage characters. We don't see or hear from them, so it doesn't matter. What so Jonathan Katz does? I thought you meant like a distinctive voice that you would hear and recognize. I think they both do. Who was the other one you said? Uh, David Paymer. David Paymer. But very, very distinct voice, I think. You disagree? No, I love David Paymer. Yeah, no, I didn't ask you that. <laughs> I don't know if he has a distinctive voice I think voice he does. I, recognize. I think I, if I heard it, I would Out know it's him. I think I would. Would you? Well, I think good. it's very distinctive, yeah. Yeah. I can't put my head finger on an impression. I can't put a head finger. <laughs> I hate that I just said that. I'm pointing at my own mouth and like, what the hell is with wrong your head with finger. you? <laughs> I hate that I said that. Yeah, it's icky. That's kind of like, <laughs> gave me the willies. <laughs> head finger. <laughs> it's like the children of Chernobyl walking around with head fingers. <laughs> where, how are, where are we at? How's the man... <laughs> What were we doing the cast list? Oh, yeah, we were yeah. Phil Jackson. Yeah, Phil and Jackson Wallace and Wallace Shawn. And that's all we have. Murray. I mean, that's all we have. Wow. Plenty of other actors have come up. And I'm Mar- your Val Kilmer's your You're uh, Rob Morrow. You're Rob Morrow. We all over Rob Morrow. We didn't give him a part, though, because he didn't have a distinctive voice if we were doing it as a, you know, as an that, Well, that's what you keep thing. saying. You keep saying distinctive voices. By the way, did you know <laughs> that Glengarry Glenn Ross was rewritten by David Mamet? <laughs> ignore, ignore, ignore. <laughs> Now this is an important public service. Announcement. Oh, okay. He did a the, on the BBC for the BBC. He did Glengarry Glenn Ross as a radio uh, show. Bobby Morrow? No. Oh. David Mamet for the BBC rewrote. <laughs> he this did. Oh, piece oh. As a radio play. What? Yes. 
great radio. And the cast, super easy radio. The cast was very interesting. It featured people like Stacy Keach was in it. Um, I can't remember who the other actors were. Yeah, I think he was my camera. Right, big guy. Hair lip. Does he have a hair lip? Doesn't he? Mustache. Is that the same thing? Stacy Keach. He was just in something without his mustache that I saw, and he was fucking fantastic. Yeah, he's a good actor. He was great, but he's got a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I never noticed. Huh. Well, that's why he had the mustache or something. Oh, I gotcha. I think. Sure. Uh, but in the radio play, you wouldn't see it. No. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> you could almost smell it, though. <laughs> if you tried real hard. You know that that come online? You know, Hello. <laughs> Would you like to smell my mustache? Oh, I don't know that one. And a, I'm, it works. I'm happy to that say. What do you mean it works? <laughs> it does not work. It couldn't possibly work. No, it doesn't. I have I, no faith in humanity it, if that works. <laughs> I used to say that when uh, years ago in a children's theater show, I was doing Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> and this, I was the Mad Hatter at one point. Ugh. And there was a scene where we we're, were doing, all mad here. Did yeah, the, you say that? Is that you? Uh, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I derailed. That's okay. You're mad hatting. Mad hatting yes. around the table. Yes, yes. The, the, you know, doing the mad lunch thing. Uh huh. And we had this like interactive part where the audience would say a letter from the alphabet, and we would act out that letter or a word or so. I don't know how it worked. But anyway, we would get them to say a word or something. I was gonna and we would act it out. Call out a letter. But what? How do you act out a letter? I know. I guess well, that's what I word. wanted to see. I don't remember what happened. All anyway, right. But I would always somehow I would get the audience to say the word mustache. <laughs> And then when we acted out mustache. How did you get them to say mustache? I don't know. I'm, I'm that good. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. But if they does say, not no, check this, out. I got it. Okay. okay. Here's right. how it works. It, it had to be a letter a word that began with the letter M. Oh. So when we do a few of them. So okay. If anyone said mustache, which oh. happened a few times. Which probably happened organically yeah, exactly. given the restrictions of exactly. the letter. So I didn't sure. make them say it. They said it on their own. Fair right. enough. But we had planned the actress and I to do four mustache. We would sit and we would do like I was at the bar and I'd be like, Hey, would you like to smell <laughs> my mustache? <laughs> and of course her response is, I can smell it from here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. I like Thank that you one. Very much. I do like that one. And so we were doing that for kindergartners. So I, <laughs> I felt very proud of myself for wow. that. <laughs> very nice. Uh, I had a shitty boss who would always say, when you asked him how he was doing, yeah, keeping my mustache wet. Oh. And I was just like, you are the worst human oh. being on the planet. That is horrible. I fucking hate you, man. It was that, the worst. If that means what I think it means. <laughs> well, what else could it mean? That's horrible. I'm a sloppy drinker. <laughs> I I just get it everywhere. <laughs> I can't overcome this disability, so I'm keeping my mustache wet. That's not what he meant, Bill. <laughs> and really, from a hygiene perspective, it's really nasty. Right. I mean, Is it still wet? <laughs> How long ago? Was this cunnilingus? <laughs> it must have been Why minutes. are you telling me I mean, about it? must it. have just happened if it's still wet. <laughs> it's just the worst. Oh, that Just is, the worst. I've never heard that before. That's terrible. No, dude. You're happy, oh happy. God. It I, scarred me. It well, scarred me. Well, now I have heard it, so I can't be happy Well, anymore. but it's your, your, you are no longer able to be scarred by such language. I'm That's, sure you no. just let it roll off your back. Oh, yeah. It's I was a younger it. fella. I was scarred by it. it well, like, come on, man. How old were you when it's this a guy professional, said that to you? Well, I mean, I was in my 20s, but it's oh. still like, 
come I just was grossed out by it more than anything, as yeah. any rationally minded human would be, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's not something you say in the workplace. No, HR would not have, would not be <laughs> not in today's that, no. day and age. Not at all. No. no, you can't say that today. No, that's. Ugh. Do you th- would, so Jerry Graf? Does he have a broad dance of the phones? No, he doesn't. He might. He doesn't need that. Yeah, overhead. he does. I think he actually. does. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he, he must have just one though. He doesn't have a I, like. Right. I, but not premier properties, as you've noticed. Yeah. Right. No ladies although, work there. Although he complains about they have to have a broad answer the phone. Well, they where don't is have one. her? That's my. Where question. is she? She's down at the head office. She's the head office where everybody where gets routed through. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Fair enough. I take it back. And the other thing here about the now we're talking about like the the day to day business of premier properties. I mean, we could always be talking about that. <laughs> I'm says, so fascinated. He says they get a 10% commission. Moss says that. Moss says yes. that. What are we giving 90% away 90% for, away for it, right? yeah. So is that their entire compensation, do you think? The 10% commission? The 10%. Commission? That's all they get. There's no like, you know, a lot of times people who work in a commission get a, a small salary but most of their money comes from the commission, but they get a little bit to keep them they alive. Get, yeah, of you know, course, from month of to course, month. of course. What do you think? I think it's purely commission, but I don't know. The 10%. Like, I think that's all they get. They get the 10%. And that's it. That's what I so think. So if they don't make a sale, they're not making an hourly wage plus commission. They're only getting commission on what they sell. Yeah. My piece of shit mother, God rest her soul. <laughs> cunts of all cunts. I love you and miss you. <laughs> See, that way everybody's happy. You're either offended or you're not. It doesn't matter. I have all bases covered. You certainly do. I, yeah, she was the worst and the best. <laughs> um, Go on. She worked on commission, and that's exactly how it worked. She she got a percentage of whatever the vacation package that she sold was. Like travel agent, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's what she took home. But no, she didn't get a, an hourly and they do, rate. I do feel like there there's a lot of correlation between what she did and what they do. Not that... I mean, she sold them a trip. They got the trip right. they were they asking for. Them, what they were but buying. I feel like there were little built-ins and wink-winks with, with cruise ship companies and blah, blah, blah. You yeah, know, yeah. It wasn't the most up-and-up business mm, you could imagine. Well, so. yeah, cruise ships, definitely, I find a little specious. Like, they're just kind of like, mm, there's lots of fees. There's some and, like, stuff going on that the they're charging they... you for that you're not getting or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like the, uh, you know, the... the <laughs> <laughs> the fee for the life preserver. Or right, something. exactly. You know, it's like, what? Oh, and the, have you not paid for the life preserver yet? <laughs> I'm still, I am expected to pay for your 10 year old life preserver. Right, exactly. Yeah, then, yeah no, uh, I like, get it. The I way get they it. book the rooms or the, the cabins. Why or whatever, is Ricky just, Roma getting on a cruise oh, and bitching about the life preserver? He'd have a good time. Do you think he does break it down like that? No, he doesn't I mean, give a shit. He's, he doesn't. He's free with the... Yeah, exactly. Huh? He's, yeah, he's rattling off the, the money yes, belt. Giving All right. people 20s and 50s <laughs> left and right. Park but his car. But to get, so. I mean... But the way they book the rooms, like there's like, you know, if you want, an, uh, if you want the room that you... How does Andrew Jackson like my room? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps my friend Andrew Jackson would help me get a room with a fucking window. <laughs> a portal. <laughs> Something. I came what here. the fuck? <laughs> I came here to see the ocean. Nautical nonsense. <laughs> but it's true. Like, it, you know, you, your basic cruise trip means you get a, a room with no windows. No right? windows. I mean, no. Like, yeah. 90% of the rooms have no windows. Trapped in some little they're box. All, yeah, you're, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You got to pay a whole lot more. You're to an get inner one. sardine. <laughs> yeah. You got to pay a lot more to get a, a room with a little tiny porthole. For sure. Peek out and see what. 
For sure. You're missing, which is nothing. Right. Because it's just water <laughs> right. for a, miles and it's miles. It's a horizon Yeah, line. there's nothing yeah. out there. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, 10%, I think is. So is, that's it. They just make 10%. They make 10%. That's and I, I think it might be 10% of whatever is on the board. Don't you agree with that? I think that is the 10%. You think that's the 10%? Yeah. Well, that's the question. That is a good question. I think we think we stand on opposite sides of that issue. So George, let's say George has sold, what, $8,000? I, I hear what you're saying. So 10% of $8,000 <laughs> yep. is $800. For the month. For the, so far for the Doesn't month. Doesn't he seem that desperate? Yeah, I guess he does. 800 a month? Yeah. Desperate? That's, yeah. That's pretty fucking desperate. I mean, in his one-room apartment. That's what I'm saying. Probably make, got to spend What's, at least four or 500 a month on that. And Roma's 90000 is so that's nine thousand bucks. Nine thousand for the month. Yeah, that's a pretty good month. That's a good month. I'll take nine thousand. <laughs> that's month. what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe extrapolate that out for a year. That's what one hundred eight thousand dollars. That's that's six figures. That's yeah. where Rome is at. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And Moss was what twenty seven thousand. So he's at twenty seven hundred for the month. Twenty seven hundred for the month, which is still not a bad month. What's no. he bitching about? <laughs> Settle the fuck down, Dave. But over let's let's say this. Yeah, we don't yeah. know if this is a good month or a bad month. And over the over a course, right. course of a year, it probably gets worse some months for sure. And over a course of a year, twelve months of twenty seven hundred—that's like thirty grand. That's not a lot. Of I money. mean, yeah, you can't. I guess that's right. At, that's right at the salary level where you get super bitchy about shit. That's right. Because you can't really get what you want. You know. Right. You've got like your 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 your. You've got all the stuff that you need. You need. And you got You like, can live on what you need yeah, forever. Yeah, and like you got a pretty good cable package. You know, <laughs> like you've got the NFL network, you know, you're doing okay on the cable. Fucking bill. bleed me dry, NFL network. It's, you're up to like, I got the HBO. You got up to like two hundred and fifty bucks on your cable a month. And That's it's right. great because you enjoy it. But but you don't have enough you really money to can't get anything quite else. afford that much. Yeah, you really can't get anything else at the end that's of the day. That's probably where Dave Moss is. And that's why I'm I so like angry. that we broke this down. It's we got that's what we're here for. <laughs> damn it. This podcast is all about breaking down every But so minute. yeah, so what are they giving a ninety percent for? What are that they? That would fucking stick for? in my craw. So let's say okay. I can't get direct TV because I'm given ninety percent. That's right. Fuck you. Can't afford Netflix. He's That's what I'm saying. Paying ninety. I can't get the Sunday ticket. And you see why he's so angry. Well, uh, yeah, I'm starting to get in touch with that. Exactly. I like to think I'm a, you know, like just live with what you need. Let's get on with it. But a guy like Moss, he's burning, burning, burning. <laughs> he can't live with just and that. You know why? Lay it on me, buddy. Ricky Roma. I think every day, every you think, minute, you think Roma. He is seeing Roma. Well, there's this, there's this, I think there's this extreme jealousy he has for Roma that comes out over Which and over. Plays, it's never overt. Pl- it plays itself out in a moment, yeah, though, between never, the two of them. Yes. For sure. It's never really overt, but it, it's hinted at over and over. Like in that scene, in the last minute, what was the word that brought them together in their, in their little speech in the break room? Roma. Roma. Yeah. And then this one, he, again, he says, so gifted fellows like Roma. And he's like, kiss my ass, gifted. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, yes. he is so jealous of Roma. Yeah. And I think it's because they have some kind of a history. We don't know what it is. But there's this sort of, it's implied later that they were, at one Fuck time, like, you, Dave. They were kind of friends at one time or Who something. Who are you? Who are you? You make you close this whole place sinks with your farts for a week. Everybody. What a big man you are. <laughs> so good. So, the, but Yeah, no, just, they hate, they legit hate each other. I don't know if it's hate, but it's, it's, I think it's a God extreme jealousy. Like, damn you. <laughs> God damn you. Straight to hell. I say... Legit mutual respect, you say, no, no, no. I say they legit hate each other. No, no, no. 
What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> well, I thought we were going to have Come a discussion. We we're going to have me. a Talmudic discussion about it <laughs> for an hour and a half. And well, who's pay, on trial? You'd have to pay for which one of us it. is on trial. Oh, is that part of a Talmudic discussion? I think that's what we. Oh, that's right. That's so, a sort of what we unearth. Yeah, there's, there's a, a judgment yeah, involved. A judgment, yeah. well, don't worry. <laughs> uh, at least you know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, there's they, the two of them have some sort of past, Roma and for Moss. For sure. And Moss is extremely jealous that Roma's gotten ahead and he has not. For sure. Because they seem to be roughly the same They're age. They're the same age. They, they pro- yeah, 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 yeah. I think Ricky's probably just a little slicker. Exactly. You know? And Dave Moss... is a little more of a blunt object. <laughs> a blunt force object. But he can't understand. He sees the two of them as... Roma's like a napier. He gets right up in there. <laughs> right? They, you just slip him a, right a in. A rapier? Yeah, a rapier. Or, I thought you said napier. Did I say napier? I thought you did. Like the ball. I was player? very confused. Rapier. Yeah, you know, like a rapier. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. I don't know what I said, but I, I meant rapier. God, I, I figured you that just out. Stick, it's precision. It's, and, and it's in close, it's like personal. A giant club. And, yeah. Like with a nail yeah. through it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Totally. Two by four. Two by four with a four nail with through, it. through it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um uh, so but I think Moss sees himself as equal to Roma. Like to him, like they're the same. Like they, they're the same level. They, he can't, Agreed. cannot possibly understand. You have to. What it is that makes him better. Oh, you think there's a distinct difference and Moss is just in denial about that. Exactly. Yes. And he blames it on the leads. They don't give you the leads. They don't right. give you the Right, or sport. luck. Or luck. Which I have highlighted in my notebook. Yep, this luck. Is another one. This is all, this, these last two minutes have all been about so Moss explains things away by luck. Guy right. gets a string of luck. It's nothing. Right. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. He's better than me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He just yeah. got lucky. Yeah. So he does explain it away with the good leads or the luck. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and he and he keeps bringing up Roma throughout. He's like, and where's Mister Ricky Roma? He don't have to sit here listen to this shit. I mean, shit? they obviously have a contentious relationship. Absolutely. Right. And and when when he says, and where's Mister Roma? Fuck well, you, Dave. Well, I'm not a leash, so I don't know. Well, do I? Yeah, exactly. He respond, he's the one who responds no. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they legit hate each other. Silence on my end. Silence. Just but silence. you have. But you Just got silence. nothing. <laughs> you want to call it into question, but what do you? Why are you not backing that up? I don't think that. I don't think Moss hates. I don't think Roma hates Moss. I think he doesn't. Think, oh no, they. He hate doesn't it. care about him that much to hate him. I don't think he cares that much to hate him. This whole place stinks with your farts for a week? How much you've ingested. Uh, What a big man. Let me buy a pack of gum. I'll show you to chew it. Yes. How fucked up you are. That's all about Dave Moss. Everything I just said. Yes. And you're contending maybe Roma's okay with him. Well, I don't think (laughs) he... No! Don't, Don't... Please don't try to make that argument. They hate each other. Just, yep, you're right, Zumbo. Let's move on. Why are you fighting me on this? You're right, Zumbo. Let's move on. <laughs> Podcast Bot 2.0. Agree with me or be yelled at. Podcast Bot. Yes, Zumbo, you are right. Do you have a counter argument, though? Honestly, as friends, I'll back off and be quiet. I promise. I I said it already. (laughs) You didn't listen to me, but I already said it. So I'm not going to say it again. You you refuse to say it again? Well, I don't want to bore our listeners. Well, I'm, I mean, or me. They hopefully were actually listening. Who, but what did they, I mean, seriously. My point, my, my argument was Roma doesn't 
care. He doesn't. He's not concerned with Moss no. in that way. He's not emotionally concerned with Moss at all to have the energy to hate him. Well, he's just like a mosquito. You know, he's just yeah, like, oh, get think? away from me, you little mosquito. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree. Okay. I, I guess I've made that clear. Yes. <laughs> you did. Yes. Oh, my God. All right. But there you go. So. Right. You clearly want to end this episode <laughs> again. You didn't get to talk about this, though. No, no, I didn't. Talk about and it And I, I have it written down. Well, talk but about n- it. No. You didn't say, you, you got to bring up stuff. See, this is what I'm saying. Say it. You put an end to the episode. I didn't. You did. How did I Whether you like it or not, if you need to take this guilt away with you, then do it. But you put it, you've effectively put an end to this episode. But I want to hear about this. You, you were so excited. I want to hear all about this, this thing where Moss does the thing with the, the list of the nurses. Why? Well, it's just, it's just an actory thing that Tell he's me. very, this sort of how he internalizes the, you see, you know, he takes a moment there. This is when he says, you see, that's, that's thinking. That's thinking. That's thinking. You see. He's got that list with the nurses. You see. And he repeats, you see, and he's got the little capiche hands going. <laughs> yeah. He you know, like, thing. you, you understand what I'm saying? this thing with his hand. You understand? Like... Can you get it? And he's got a glint in his beautiful eye. <laughs> and he's just, it's just so... Like, you can feel that he's thought about it, and it means something to him. And I think that's a credit to Ed Harris. Oh, well, Ed Harris is fantastic. No and he's fantastic it. in this moment, for yeah. sure, yeah. Now, do you think that that... Again, I'm, I'm, I keep trying to bring everything in this scene back to, like, his tactics for convincing George. Yeah, that, that is this how you part I'm sorry of it, I didn't... He's like, no, I, I'm going to keep bringing it up through the Please. next few minutes. Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah. yeah. The, the, this is like, he's like... This is like the first step, is like to convince George... That Mitch and Murray are doing it wrong. Right. And that Jerry Graff is doing it right. Right. And with with right on his side, yes. he can convince him to that working for Jerry Graff is the right thing to do. You think he can f- convince George of that? that? Yes, that's his goal. Is is Mitch and Murray are wrong and bad. <laughs> Jerry Graff is right and, and that's good. the initial this that's the initial this is the first try right, his right, right, first right. attempt right. and and George because he knows that George is what George is a, a good guy at, at, the, at his core he's mostly the best. yeah he, of the of these guys he's probably the most sincere as we've said and yeah. true and Sin- yeah yeah wants to do what's right for the customer yeah, he's you know, stand up stuff. Yeah, yeah yeah stand yeah. up guy he's meaningful so he can't be like hey listen we're going to make a lot of money if we just screw no, over Mitch and Murray no, he, that's not the way to get to George exactly yeah, he's yeah. got to frame it in a way that makes it seem like he's yeah. George is doing the right thing so, by robbing the leads so all along we've been saying Dave Moss is a bad salesman is he a good salesman well that's what we're going to find out <laughs> well in the next few minutes I mean he definitely sells somebody on the idea that's right um yeah. So, what's is that the in, is it the attention or is that the interest? Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. Where well, is he? I, well, where is he? Planting he's already the got. Seed. He's already got George's attention. Like in the in the previous scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. He caught his attention by, "Come on, let's go out. Let's go. You come with me. You go out." And now he's trying to get him interested. Yeah. And then he's going to have to get him to make a decision. All right. And then take action. A I D A. Which clearly he refuses to do. Although we don't really see that. He can't close him. We don't see that refusal. George is not a good lead. <laughs> can't close it. No one could close him. Then I, then I look at Roma. Roma, fuck Roma. <laughs> you got a string, you know, run a luck. Run a luck. Yeah. I mean, I feel for both of them, honestly, during this scene. Do you? Yeah, I do. You don't? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the point. I 100% feel for both of them. 
Well, I kind of like you're listening to this spiel that he's that Moss is giving, and you're like, where is he going with this? You know where what is I mean? He going? Yeah, and we're getting a lot of. I don't want to say the word exposition, but we are getting a lot of information about, about, you know, off of the world of the, that they live in. There's this other guy, Jerry Graff, who also does something similar to what they are doing and he has better leads and blah, blah, blah. Yes. So we're getting a lot of information here. Because he's got the list. Right. With the nurses. And we're getting the information in an interesting way, right? Because we're, we're enjoying getting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ma- yeah. Arano's little interjections, yes, yes, yes. You know, all that stuff is enjoyable and fun. And, we're, and so we're getting all this information in a way that's not boring or, yeah. you know, we're not getting it pounded over our heads or spoon fed to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. it. A lot of my exercises were like this. I think I was sort of taught to to write like that by having a character who was just agreeing, uh-huh. who would sort of inter be interstitial in the monologue uh-huh. with a yes or a who or a when or a just agreeing okay okay i see uh-huh you get it yes you're doing it now i am fuck you that was very meta <laughs> i was trying to support you no you did like... and you did okay good i'm so glad you did <laughs> but but george is clearly that guy here yeah yeah well he doesn't have the yes. information yes i'm upset too dave right well he i understand your frustration He's I the do. one. He's the one who's getting the information. Like, George he doesn't know anything. Trying ab- to give back though to Dave. Yeah. And earlier when George was like, "I don't know what's wrong with me," I he was just off on his own. Yeah, Dave yeah, was like, hey. "Forget about it, George. Come with me. Get right, your coat. Right. Fuck you. Shut up. I got something I need to get to with you, and it's about ripping the joint off." Right. Yeah. It's so good, Davy. Yeah. It is so good. It is so good. It is. All right. <laughs> now, now I'm ready to end the episode. Jesus Christ! With the slipping with the all right. What? Well, I mean, it's good. It couldn't be more clunky. <laughs> You're just gonna go. All right. <laughs> it's not like we're on the phone. When you're on the phone and you're like, all right. I'm like, oh, he's got to go. That's okay. Got to get to, to do dinner. That, but it's not okay on a podcast. No. Do I? What do I do? Like I got to do a big finish. You, or maybe something? check with me. Well, you know how we do that sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but minutes now ago, you say, minutes ago, you were like all over me about ending the episode. So I thought it'd be okay to just end the episode. So all of this, I'm just waiting for you until you check in with the timer again and be like, I've given the crazy man enough time to speak. <laughs> Let me try to end this episode again by treating it like a fucking phone call. No, <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, 100% yes. I'm ready to go. Oh, cool. I yeah, too. the timer says go. Let's go. Let's <laughs> let's all abide by the timer. Yes. I need digital numbers counting down my existence, please. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>